Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Didier, buying Florida. Hey, this is Didier with Didier Mortgage, and today I really want to get into talking about the process of a loan. As you well know, they're expecting approximately $3 trillion of mortgages to be done or originated in 2020. That's astronomical. There was a number like $2 trillion, which is unbelievable, but $3 trillion? And, and I, I think we want to go over like so you have a little bit more in-depth time frames and what's going on. So basically, really, you work with a broker, you're going to get a lot faster service. A lot of the big banks, that could be a little bit slower. I talked to one lady that she wanted me to refinance her, and it didn't make sense for me. So I said, no, I'm not going to do it. And she went without me to a lender, and they had the file for six weeks before it even touched a processor, and they said it'll be two months from there. Now, that's not all of them. That was just one particular lender. But we go pretty quickly, and I just want to go over the time frame so you have a better idea of what's going on. You know, it's a lot of volume that's coming in right now, which is really, truly a blessing. But having the manpower to manhandle it is, is a different story. You know, like you got to remember back in 08, 09, when the market crashed, everyone left. So they rebuilt to, you know, sustainable numbers, but it's been slowly growing. But really trying to get new processors and underwriters has been a challenge for everyone. So we're kind of like have all this influx of business, but we also have to maintain it and work together. And I'm going to tell you right now to get your loan process is not a nine to five. This is a definitely a time when you've got to work around the clock and make in the evenings, early morning, and everyone has got to be on their game. So we talk about processing alone. We want to kind of break it down a little bit. We're going to talk about purchases and then we're going to talk about refinances. And, you know, really purchases are really more uh, purchases are more important for everyone because of purchases where people have to move into the home. People selling their home have to move out to another home. So there's a lot at stake. So underwriters, processor, loan officers, lenders, they all understand that really purchases take precedence. They're going to get underwritten the fastest and get the most attention to so we can make our closing date. Refis are incredible, but remember refis don't sustain you over the long haul. Refis come and go, just like the tide comes in, the tide comes out, and you have different seasons of winter, spring, summer, fall. But people are always buying a home or selling a home. So the purchases, I'm going to say, really about 30 to 40 days. And I got to tell you right up front, if you get a contract, like I got one today. I've been getting many every day, but the one I got today, I go right after the customer. I call them, I email them, and I'm waiting for them to call me back. I'm doing this podcast at eight o'clock in the evening. So it's not anything wrong for me to go ahead and say, listen, let's do it. So it takes about 15 minutes to get the loan app and it takes me about 40 minutes to prepare the package, lock it in, send them the package. So when I do that, I get them to electronically sign it. It's really then up to you on your court to send all of your supporting documents. The longer you take your supporting documents, that could delay your closing. So we have our game on. We've been doing it for a long time. We just need you to go ahead and get those documents uploaded immediately. So like I, I have a closing that's going to be like 30 days away. 
and I don't have them a package sent. So first thing I'm going to do tomorrow morning is call them, call them again. And if I don't get them, it's going to be, I'm going to let everyone know, hey, we could have a delay here because you just can't mess around. Everyone's got to be in the game. You know, there's no inventory. If you did get a contract, it's because you paid full price or above, or you gave whatever concessions the seller wanted. That's kind of a given right now in this time frame as I speak this evening. So as we move along, we're going to order the title. We're going to wait for your home inspection to get done. And then we're going to get you submitted, right? We're going to get you in underwriting. If we get all your documents, your tax returns, W-2s, pay stubs, bank statements, and all the stuff that we need, we're not hanging around getting dust on your file. It's going in underwriting. Because with the volume, you're going to probably be in there for about a week or so on a purchase. So that gives us time to get everything else going and for you to shop for your insurance. And then, of course, once you get your home inspection, we'll order the appraisal, right? We just order the appraisal. But we don't like to order your appraisal when you haven't gotten your home inspection because I don't want you spending money on appraisal if you're buying a turd. So then we order that. That can take up to 12 days. So, you know, then you come out of underwriting and then you got conditions, right? They're going to ask you, hey, we need this, this, and this. And you can't slough or put it away. And we got our system down so well that when my processor emails you saying, hey, you're approved, I'm already following up with a phone call, an email, a text saying, get on it. So it's really kind of teamwork. We can't really rely you know, on you just to go ahead and do it. We're going to be prompting you to do it. So we're going to be after you. We're going to keep coming to you and do everything we can. And so that's where we're at. I just hope that I'm helpful on you on the purchases. And, you know, you got to get, you know, a survey. You got to shop your insurance and you got to get an insurance all lined up. And you can't wait on the insurance. You got to start working on it. Once you get your home inspection and you have your four point, you need to know your insurance agent. Let us know who you've chosen so we can get the mortgagee clause in done. We meet closing dates, but those of 12 day closings are gone at this time because of the volume that's being done today. Let's get into refis. Refis are a different animal. We're going to break it down in different sections. If you do a rate term, love you. A rate term refi, we're saving money a lot easier. Uh, you know, same thing. I'm going to say it's going to take about 45 days or a little bit less to close. So it's going to be in that 45-day range to get you done or get you right before the rescissionary period. Have to get you done the 45 days. Why? Well, you're in underwriting longer. Remember, they're trying to push out the purchase. It doesn't matter what bank, what broker, what lender, whoever you go to. It's, it's just a known fact. Purchase take precedence. So you got to get the documents in. We got to get the documents in. We got to get it to underwriting. And again, you may get an appraisal waiver, which is greatly helpful. If we don't need an appraisal, don't get it. If we need one, order it. Obviously, we're going to order the appraisal right away. We don't want to waste time. So, you know, if you're self-employed, you've heard my previous podcast and my videos, you are going to get scrutinized. It is challenging to say the least. Not only do we need all your stuff, but we're going to want to look at your business bank statements to show that money's still going in and you're on track still making money. It's not like you're trying to do a grab of get cash out to survive. It's that they want to know that they've got a great deal. So cash out refis, I'm going to go to two months. I'm going to say two months. I know it's crazy. Two months. Salary, cash out, refi, 45, 50 days. Rate term, refi, 45 days. Purchase, 30, 35 days. But again, everyone has to be on the page. And you may have an appraisal that comes in less. We may have to renegotiate. So all that's got to be considered factors. And so those are the things that we're just trying to, you know, reiterate the time frames. And I think it's important you know that. It could be a whole different game next year. 
But right now, the volume I'm mentioning is $3 trillion, and you only have so much staff to do it. And so I was listening to this one motivational speaker about hiring people, having to do. But I don't have time to help train someone to do something. It's like I just have to live by my computer, start at 8 o'clock in the morning, and get done at 10 o'clock at night. That's kind of it. You go to your network meetings. You go to your closings. But like even my closings that are going to be at someone's home on a refi, I'm not going. I don't want to be in their space with the COVID situation. But a purchase I can go to, I feel great about it. But again, you just want to know that uh, don't even leave, which is great. And I'm grateful and thankful. And I'm just thanking God for this. But, you know, everything has a time frame. And right now the time frame is here with the low rates and the, you know, you're, you're below, you're subpar three. So you got great opportunity. And, you know, you're going to read a lot of rates that you're going to see that are super low. But you got to understand, these lenders, they, they, like this one, they want you to go ahead and wait to lock in your rate for a week or two. Well, what happens if the stock market crashes again? What happens if we have another problem like we did at the end of March? You can't lock in a rate or do anything. I need to play it safe always. Lock in your rate up front. I've always had that policy. And I remember back in March, all my loans were locked in. And as the markets dropped 38% and all the people you know, that weren't locked in, they couldn't get a loan. They, they were done. It took six weeks before the rates came back to normal that they can actually lock in a rate and close. But I locked in everybody. So I just kept on going. And you don't know in these times that we have. I mean, you got all these... Countries, you got Lebanon that just got, you know, they had some kind of explosion. You've got China getting upset, or India upset with China. You got so many things that are in the hopper right now. You don't know what's going to set something off. And all of a sudden, you have a market crash again and goes down 38%. 38%. So I think it's better to play it safe. You know, you could have maybe a better rate if you gamble and take a chance. But then you may lose it. And I don't think it's worth it. I always think if you're saving the money that you got planned, take the kill shot, be done with it, move on. Those are my thoughts to you. So as we go and continue on my podcast on mortgages and time frames, just know those are the time frames now. And I got to tell you, it was great closing loans in 12 days, but it just can't happen because they don't have the manpower. And even if you got these big banks hiring everyone, they're out of there by five o'clock and you can't leave at five o'clock. There's no way... You can leave at five o'clock to make this deal happen. Not with the environment that we're in and the overlays. And you got to remember, processors and underwriters are getting always things from the, the lenders saying, hey, you got to do this. You got to change this. This is a new overlay. This is what you got to do. They're still coming. So those processors and underwriters have got to digest, figure it out, and then they got to relay it to the buyer, the borrower, and they've got to make adjustments. So it kind of gets freaky deaky a little bit when you go along. So it's just not a smooth market. It's just not a normal deal. And you know, like the, it's just not, I mean, people are just thinking, okay, purchase were there. No loan app is taken. When I get a verbal or a contract, that loan app is done that day. My signatures are done that day. And I, I do everything. If not, I get the next day. I want it in the system. We cannot afford to wait around. It's just too much activity. Too much going on, too many changes, and you know it, it could change in a month or two. You know it could it could siphon off a little bit, but right now we're in the hot bed of July, August, and and it really looks June, July, August, 
And I'm going to go with September because my pipeline is already building for September to astronomical levels. So September is going to be unbelievable. But as we get to the elections, I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm not doing politics, not my game. I'm only here to educate you, train you, let you know what's going on in the market and to voice my opinion on mortgages and to help you during whether you use me, Didier, or you go somewhere else. I'm here to help you get to that next step. Okay. And I hope you found this informative. And again, a lot of times during the process of the loan, with all the changes that we have, we have people losing their jobs. Like they're losing their jobs during the process of the loan. So that's devastating. So there's a lot of things happening. Borrowers are having changes with their business. You have the overlays of the banks. So just know it's just not that easy ride. And it's like the old days. And people always think about yesterday. But, you know, we're always evolving, changing, and having to adapt to the environment that we've been given. You know, with COVID and the things that are happening because of it, you have an election year and all the craziness going on with that. So there's a lot of factors involved. But I think the government's doing a great job. You know, they're buying the loans. They're doing things to help the servicers and to keep the servicers functioning, to get their loans off the line. Because remember, they're not hanging on to the loan. The governments are buying the loans. And so... I think they're doing a tremendous job. I think that the government's done a great job in making those changes when they did and allowing us to be able to provide the rates that we have to take care of you, whether you're buying a home or you're trying to drop your payments or you're trying to consolidate debt. So those are one of the, you know, one of the three variables that you may be doing. I am getting a lot of rate term refis. You know, if you're dropping $248, $400, $300 savings, Another little tidbit I want to say to you during the process of the loan, which is off base a little bit, but you know, like I, I got a person I did today. They had a 30-year loan. They've been on it for five years. So it's 25. Well, I'm saving them like $400. I said, well, why don't we go back to a 25-year loan and they're saving 248. So same loan term, but saving $248. It just makes common sense. So I hope you found this informative. I want you to start thinking outside the box, start thinking of what's going on. You don't always necessarily have to, you don't necessarily have to go ahead and, and do uh, a 30 year term. You don't have to go back to paying 90% interest. You can maybe see about continuing with the remaining term, saving money and going in the same direction. Hey, Didier. Buying Florida, Didier with Didier Mortgage, and I'm asking you to subscribe to my videos. You like my videos, go to my podcast. I hope you found this informative, and I love being able to share the word with you on the mortgage side. Have a great evening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.